folks, this is Dr. Brian King, and I'm once again in Fayetteville, North Carolina, with my co-host right here, Minderella. Hey. How, how are you doing, Minda? I'm here with you once again at a hookah <laughs> bar in the middle of the night. So this is this is do we what got, you want with that. We got to stop eating like this, uh, or not. Uh, every time I come here, I have a great time. Yeah, yeah, I only I ever to... see you here at Food Lion. So yeah, this is what we get. Yeah, this is our whole thing, and I don't want to hang out at Food Lion to record podcasts yeah. anymore. No, no, not anymore. anymore. We uh, we just finished a comedy show. Uh, as we usually do. It was incredible. It was, it was, it was just amazing. And, uh, and I wanted to take an opportunity to once again uh, interview somebody for On the Road with Dr. Brian right here. And we're going to do this together. This You're is our... accidentally on the road. I... You didn't know you were doing this until today. That's true. I wasn't really, uh, I was not pre prepared for this. So hence the handheld camera or the phone camera, which I would never ever use, you know. But yeah, we're here and uh, we just had a wonderful comedy show. Uh, I hosted, uh, I hosted, I think I did okay. I mean, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. All right, good. Nobody threw anything at you. That's true. Not like last time. Uh, our headliner tonight. Uh, blew me away. I, I, I don't know about you, but uh, I've been doing comedy for a long time, and I rarely it feels like forever. I rarely uh, laugh out loud to other comedians. You get burned out as a comic watching yeah. comedy, so and I'm a big laugher. So if I can find someone that makes me laugh, yeah. we're booking her. We're booking her. Yeah, like, exactly. And she. And Above and beyond delivered tonight. I, I, I found I I, multiple times. I was laughing out loud. I was enjoying it. I mean, I'll enjoy comedy. Don't be. But I'm just not gonna be moved to to laugh out loud. We're not an easy know? laugh. No, no, We're no. Not no. An it's easy like crowd, right? I, 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 use, I see the joke tough. coming. I see the joke coming, and I'm like, ah, okay, that's, right. that's I do funny. Too. I get yeah. mad about it. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, you yeah. This one was fresh, baby. This one was really good. Uh, from you said from it was fresh, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it's fresh. Did I say baby? You did. Oh, well, you know. Okay, I'm, I'm a roll. You went very LA on I'm that. I'm a roll with that. I know it's been baby. it's been a while, but I, you can't you can't get the California out of the doctor. You can take the doctor out of California. But no, it was really fresh. Uh, I I had a great time, and I really am excited to meet uh, straight out of Richmond, Virginia, straight off of the stages oh, of the Apollo Theater in New York City. Someone who I just had the honor of introducing on stage tonight, uh, Miss uh, Apple Brown Betty. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. Blues, women, and blues. I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. I'm an asshole. Is that your, your real name is Betty? Uh, no, that's my stage name. Um, yeah. I actually like when people ask me about it because um, it's an interesting story, I think. So, you know, you might be old enough to know that Apple Brown Betty is a dessert. Yes. And so typically when I'm on stage, I do like the vintage 50s look. Like mm -hmm. that's how I started off doing. Um, kind of getting away from it here lately because I, I still want... Can I got to watch my language on this? No. No, no it's a podcast. It's ain't ABC. <laughs> I just want to be respectful. I'm not, I'm not on Disney Plus yet. <laughs> I get like the, I give auntie vibes, especially when I do yeah. the vintage thing. Big and auntie, big auntie yeah. energy. Yeah. And it's cool because I was born grown. I was born an auntie. Is that what BAE stands for? No. <laughs> you my bae. Now I know what it means. It's big auntie energy. All right. Well, for me, it does. Right, there you go. <laughs> Let's go with that. But, um. Virginia's number one bae. Yeah. You didn't want yeah, it's cool. Like the reception I get, like like the comedy community show me a lot of love. I get a lot of respect, but I kind of still want to be fuckable. Like mm. nobody's fucking us, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like I, tonight I just kind of 
went with the comfort yeah. thing. So yeah, that's a fine line, isn't it? Because uh, so much of comedy is self-deprecating. Well, but I, it's I like, did it's, what she did. What'd you do? I, well, I started in pinup. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, yeah, the pinup. Mm -hmm. That was like my Miss Maisel thing for mm -hmm. a while. But then you're like, I gotta do my hair for ten minutes. Yeah, I mean, oh, like, yeah. It get it get so it get to be a lot. And then yeah. um, I do like the like brand recognition. Like so, yes. you know, when I'm when, yes. when I am dolled up. Yes. Um, and I also think it's an, just an extension of, you know, they say dress for the job you want. Mm -hmm. And like as, as black women, especially, we, we're just so rarely seen as the damsel in distress. And, you know, yeah. I'm out here. Dang, yeah, I want to be some, some, please pump my gas. Right. Pump, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I'll pump you guys. <laughs> I, I, I know, right? I, I, I got a full tank right now. I'm good. <laughs> Striking out of my own podcast. So, so Apple Brown Betty that became sort of like a stage persona. Um, well, I was Apple Brown Betty before I even started doing comedy. I used to do. I've done a lot of stuff for entertainment. I used to like produce and promote shows. So I was Apple Brown Betty even when I was just like hosting MC and yes. stuff. Mm -hmm. It's also a nod to my Islamic background. I talked a little bit about that on yeah. stage. Because Apple Brown Betty was Malcolm X's nickname for his wife, Betty Shabazz. And so that's just kind of like homage to that mm -hmm. as well. Are you still Islamic? Or are you still practicing? Depending on who I'm talking to. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, I, I totally played a Muslim card, you know, when, when appropriate. You know, um, they never like ripped me off at the Muslim corner stores, and you know, because I can say stop playing with me in Arabic. Uh -huh. But um, no, I'm not, I'm not a religious person these days. I've, I think I've always been like a seeker kind of person but um that's probably why i've had different evolutions of my spirituality but these days i just try to be a good noodle i'm a spiritual person right. so you mentioned apple yeah if we were old enough to remember apple brown betty i'd never heard of it before oh i, I actually i googled it man I, I googled it before this podcast where are you so from like, originally uh, i'm from new york originally that's no. that's it's mm. a southern it's thing. a southern thing okay it's like a like if you ever had like a um apple cobbler kind of yeah, apple yeah, crisp yeah. kind of vibe right. and for the record if you google apple brown betty comedian that pops the fuck so. uh, I didn't use the word comedian. No, I, 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 I figured because I didn't know it was a food. You know what I'm saying? A, it's all good. So is apple brown Betty? Is that like? Is that? Can you eat that as uh, under Islam? Is that halal or is that? I don't <laughs> it's halal. It's, it's halal. It's no. It's, it's no pork in it unless you use like. It's a good question though. Yeah. If you make your crust with lard. You know, you can't. So many it. of my questions just are motivated as stupidity. Every once in a while, I get a good one. Uh, um, how'd you get into comedy? I actually got into comedy because somebody paid me. Oh. Which I know is not the norm. That's it's that, not the norm. That usually doesn't happen first. It does not happen <laughs> first. For a long time yeah, either. Yeah. You know, but uh, I actually, I, I like, I've always been in some, I, like, I was hosting all the shows from elementary schools. So I've always been on stage. I'm comfortable on stage. I did public access for almost 20 years, public mm. access TV. But at those times, I was trying to save the world. I wasn't, like, trying to be funny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, i always been, like, cookout funny. You know, just my friends found me funny. But I used to have a podcast called The Drunk Auntie Show. Hmm. And um, shout out to my homegirl, Janelle. She was a uh, pretty much producer of that show. She <laughs> nice. She's a taskmaster. She had everybody on point. <laughs> And and my homeboy who was on the same station with me kept saying you gotta try comedy, you gotta try stand up, mm -hmm. and I was like, no, that's a different muscle. I don't think that's for me. 
And then one day he called me and said, I got $50 for 10 minutes. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got me $50 for your first gig? Wow. Yeah, for That's them for crazy, 10 minutes. Because you know, normally it's like a drink. Oh, well, drinks, uh, yeah. You know if that, if that. You don't, you don't start out as it with a gig. You start out with open mics and then, you know. Oh, it was real anti-climactic. Because yeah. no, I, thought, I thought that's how it was supposed to go. Uh, so after, as I started doing more stuff, I'm like, fuck you mean you ain't got no money for me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It, it was a little bit of a learning curve. No, but I respect, no, I respect that because comedy is a business. It's a business. And I will die on that hill because there are producers out there that make people, that try to, like, oh, exposure. Let's mm -hmm. do this first. Exposure is a cost of death. That's right. I was about to say, people die from exposure. They do. You know? yes. So good for you for Thanks. using it for what it is because it is a talent that you have and you're, you, can, you should get paid for that talent. I appreciate that. So you're a podcaster. You got involved in comedy because somebody offered you an opportunity, and did you get hooked right away? No, um, I, I had to, I had to fall in love with the process because so much of of what is involved in doing comedy is is kind of like not my personality. Mm -hmm. Like my my favorite, I like making my mom laugh. My, I got an auntie just turned like eighty. I like making her laugh. Mm -hmm. But um, like most people, I don't like rejection, and you know, in in comedy. You're gonna get. Yeah. You're gonna know if they like you or not instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So like my first, you know, I mean, I, I, I like. I like to think that I'm nervous before every show because that means you want to do a good job. But like at first, I mean, knees knocking, armpits pouring sweat. You know, I don't like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the traveling. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, I like to be at home. Yeah. You know. So so I, I had to really like fall in love with the process, and I didn't. And I didn't really fall in love with comedy until I saw the impact that I was making on people. You know, because yeah. I'm a person of service. So when people start coming up to me after the show, like, yo, your abortion bit, you know, like women really, you know what I'm saying, appreciate, yeah. you know, so I, that's when I started to love it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the first time I've seen your show. Yeah. Is it? Oh, tonight was the first yeah, time? Yeah, because we only did the, um, did, the podcast. podcast. Yeah. Uh, prior to that, yeah. she worked with Jenna. Just Jenna. a bunch of podcasts. And mm -hmm. here we are yeah. doing another podcast. Your, your career has gone full circle. Uh, really? Yeah, <laughs> another fucking microphone. That's right. Yes. <laughs> but uh, how long have you been doing it? Oh, listen to this. I know the answer to this. About two years. Two years? Uh, that's it. it. This, I started uh, on a pandemic. This woman, excuse me. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, this lady. Uh, she did uh, at close to an hour yeah, solid. Close to an hour solid. I mean, that's like 45 minutes, 50 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, she ha nobody has an hour, two years deep. Uh, she just came off the Apollo. Yeah. How'd that work out, the Apollo? So, I do you know who Bob Sumner is? Mm -hmm. So, I was in a showcase 2021. That was and, I, and 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 my ignorance really was bliss. Like I like it's, I I never know who's important because I'm so new to comedy. Mm -hmm. But um, God is good. This how this how the Lord work. So I was doing comedy and I hadn't been on stage for maybe two or three times doing it. And then one day something told me to go to this guy's room in my city. Name his name is Lazarus. You know, mm -hmm. his parents are ministers. And uh, I went to his room and I met another guy who put me in a showcase. And I met another guy who put me in a showcase and it led me to this Bob Sumner showcase. I had no idea Bob Sumner was like that guy, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But I did really well and he told me that day, he said, you know, the day is the day your life is going to change. And I was like, oh, okay. And I thought it was going to be like tomorrow, yeah. but it wasn't. <laughs> but um, part, so the, the showcase was called the Rising Stars of Comedy and I was selected as one of the rising stars. So he's been on tour around the country looking for like the next wave mm -hmm. of comedians. I think he's picked like 60, something like that. And I was one of them. Wow. And so I got to do the Apollo as part of that package. Um, he asked me at, I'll be in Philly this 
next weekend, two weekend, whatever, mm -hmm. doing city winery. So it's just been, I've had an amazing trajectory. That's awesome. You know, it's, it, it works out that way sometimes. I mean, honestly, like, like when we all start comedy, we have no idea where it's going to take us. Right. You know, you just keep getting on stage being funny, getting on stage being funny. And, uh, and then somebody sees you and says, hey, come to my show and come right. to my show. And you just kind of work your way up bouncing yeah. from show to show. Uh, that's wild. So it looks like you've had some really good opportunities, and obviously you are. You deserve them. I mean, oh, you're, thank you're you. Hella funny tonight. So you know? thank you. Where's your uh, Where's your comedy come from? Like what? what I, I know. I know what you talked about tonight. You know, with it, you know, being bisexual, and then you know, the, you know, sex and things like that. But uh, and of course, your ending was very powerful. But generally speaking, like, uh, where do you think your your inspiration comes from? Just my life. Like now that now that I'm trying to work on my next hour. I'm, I'm, I'm challenging myself to talk about stuff that's just not about my life. It's like, maybe that's what I'm supposed to be doing because it comes so easily. You know what I mean? So, like, you know how some people get up there and they just... Everything I've ever said on stage, it happened. It's true. You know what I mean? I don't know how to, like, embellish. I don't know how to be fictitious. I don't know how to pull from... You know, I just always just talk about my, my own experience. But I know that that's why people are able to connect with me. Because we all just, you know in these meat suits having these human experiences so that's that's where it comes from just the same traumatic dark hole that every comedian pulls from yes yeah, yeah. yes uh, well your ending uh from tonight is that your usual ending it uh, is that's my can we talk about that a little bit um if we don't if we don't do the whole joke i, I don't want to talk about it story behind yeah, it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, very tragic uh, story. I'm assuming it was all real because of what you just said. Yeah. And there's really no way somebody can fake something like that. Yeah. So you, uh, uh, well, I mean, I don't, I, don't want, I don't want you to tell your jokes, so I'll just say, like, what my impression, you know. Uh -huh. So, uh, yeah, uh, Betty had uh, her, her father. Right? Her father fell. Yeah, her father fell, and it was during COVID, and he was injured pretty badly, and so he was dying, and she had to take care of him in his last right. things, basically, right? right? And, and uh, he was... Full you know, service care. Yeah. So in order to, uh, to have him at home, uh, instead of being at the hospital during COVID with no visitors and no family, she told him that, or the hospital, like, that she could... She her, relayed right? the image that she was a qualified caregiver. Yes. <laughs> and as a woman, mm -hmm. she didn't stretch the truth that far. Right. But, you right. know, she's a mom. But yeah. uh, there was a difficulty at some point with a catheter, and then there was a, yes. you know, seeing your father's penis for the first time uh, <laughs> right before he dies, which it makes it even more tragic. It made it, 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 it made it, I don't know if it made it more tragic, but it just made it, it made it like more impactful. Yeah. Like, Actually, this, you know what? Comedy, timing is everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he did you a solid on that one. So you did a couple things with that story. Uh, first of all, you, you turned what is just a really tragic story. And a, and a horrible accident and a terrible ending. Um, and outcome. Sorry, just for clarity, oh. say he 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 died of cancer. He just fell just because he oh, the okay, fall okay, okay, like okay. Got it, yeah, got yeah. it. Okay, but uh, yeah, but still, you took this this tragic story, uh -huh. turned it into uh, very entertaining uh, and full of laughs, you know. And uh, and I, I think even if like your audience doesn't share that same experience, like that helps them to cope with whatever they're coping oh, with. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I see that in you. I see that as an opportunity. So. Well, that's why I thought she was a minister. Yeah. Because like, uh, we talked to a lot of comedians that were ministers or have preached before, yeah. and they know how to interweave, like, the most relatable, heart-wrenching mm -hmm. stories and make them, like, 
lift you up. You well, took that in. I like I was a total like Jesus freak as a child. Like okay. I was yeah. a child. Yeah. You know? yeah. So when I was a, a child, um, I came up in the church. I actually taught Sunday school as a child. Went to a little oh, tiny wow. storefront church. I was the Sunday school teacher. I was a treasurer. I had like a little cash box with the tires and all. Where I am at the You so are. I knew that. I How knew that was happen? This always happens with us. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get to know somebody and we find I out they used to be a is everybody in the South formally a minister or something? Is that yes. what it is? It's very popular. It's like sweet tea and religion. Uh, sweet tea and Jesus, yeah. yes. It's sweet tea and Jesus, man. So that was my foundation. And then and I went to... Um, yes. All <laughs> <laughs> Um... So I grew up Christian. I, I used to read the book of Revelation for fun. Not even for fun, but I was just, oh, yeah, I've yeah, yeah. been, been waiting yeah. on this, I've been waiting on Jesus to come back for that's a long the, time. That's the Revelation, that's the one. Uh, it's the end. It's, the the end. it's all the fire devil, and redstone and, and, and yes, yeah, all yeah. that. Yeah. The devil yeah. pops up several times in that book. Just so you know. I don't read it. <laughs> <laughs> this is all research. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not into reading fiction. It's a good book though. No, I hear it's the good book. Literally. So when I got to high school, I started being exposed to different like ideas because I went to school with white people. And so mm -hmm. people, some people were atheists, some people were Buddhists, yeah. Unitarian, all types of stuff. And one day this white boy came in class and he was talking about how Jesus had kids and Jesus killed somebody before. And I was like, no, the fuck my what? savior didn't. Yeah, I and I called my pastor like, look, I need some ammo to go back in here and then talk to these white children, you know. And basically, she just was like, you need to remember what you were taught. Just remember what you know. And I didn't like that answer because I, I, I wanted her to give me some hard facts, right. you know. And so that's when I started to get disillusioned with it. And then um, I actually met a man and got married fresh out of high school, which I don't recommend. And he was like a very hardcore Muslim. And so I converted mm -hmm. to Islam and then uh, unconverted. And, <laughs> wow. and, and then now, like I said, I just, you know, I'm a spiritual person. I'm all into all the witchy woo woo stuff. But that actually brought me full circle kind of back to Christianity. You know, because when you're getting into, um, you know, your spiritual ascension and your ancestors and stuff, like I can't honor my ancestors and throw Jesus away because that's the faith system mm -hmm. that they work through. And, and white Jesus, because white Jesus got the money. I can't take my I can't take my he grandma. Has amazing PR. Yes, he does. The best PR. He's got he's got abs. Yeah, uh, the feet cuts. Jesus was kind of fine. Yeah, Jesus was kind of fine. So we call this the communion cut. The communion cut. <laughs> Everybody back then was kind of hot, though. You know, I mean, really. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. not like they could sit around on the couch. Uh, you know, it's not like they. It's not like they came home and sat, you know. Yeah, they walked. Yeah. No, if they I, walking, if I wandered forty you know. years, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Doing carpentry. Yeah. yeah. Carpentry ain't easy. It's man. not. It's no, not it's hard work. I put together some IKEA furniture for my kid recently. Did you do it all the way? I needed a nap and a buffet. Ah, Daddy needs some ice cream. That was tough work, man. Yeah. Screwing that Allen wrench. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Jesus is out there saving your soul yeah. and building mantles. Something, mm -hmm. something he's doing. Uh, where are you at uh, spiritually now? I feel like this this has gotten too uh, real spiritual. I don't, I don't mind that. I don't mind that. <laughs> like, what a rainy. I'm just saying. Uh, where, where are we at now? Because you know, you're living the Turn life. Of, you're living this way. hedonistic. Uh, <laughs> Uh, comedian life, man, doing podcasts and hookah lounges, and and uh, you know, it's a nice lounge. It yeah. is a very nice lounge. It's funny because like I'm the like I'm the comic that's like eating celery sticks mm -hmm. and you know, not drinking alcohol typically. You yeah. know, so it's so it's it's not that. I don't know. Like I don't, I don't I don't think that comedy has to be like hedonistic by default. 
Like I certainly don't shun it. I certainly don't, you know, because when I found out mm. when I started doing comedy, that's when I found out people still do real drugs. I didn't know people did drugs anymore. Really? I thought everybody just smoked varying levels of weed. No, no. But um, comedians <laughs> do drugs. Lot, yeah, yeah, I had no idea. It's yeah. expensive. Like how y'all doing cocaine yeah. off a of fucking drink ticket? I'm not. I'm on kombucha. Okay, like, that's what I wanted. It was like tea and kombucha. Yeah, like, there's some hard hitters out there. That was some good tea. That Uber good driver tea. by day, comedian at night. I mean, you know, supports the habit. Co- Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and you need, you need the cocaine to do 24-hour Uber drive. No, in some rooms. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like some rooms, you need yeah. a little. Mm-hmm. You need a little pep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're doing tea, but like I'm some a, people are doing. I'm a coffee drinker, different. and it's all it's all I'm doing. But I don't think you know? they conflict. I don't. They don't have to yeah. conflict. No. Yeah. But it, it's it, it is interesting though because it's not uh, it, you know it's not not necessarily a moral world comedy or entertainment in general. It's hard to you do know? a sober it's, show. Yeah, it's hard. But you know what I think it is to that point. It's not that the comedy world is so immoral. It's just like a concentration of the real world. Mm-hmm. Because we all scattered about with our various traumas and our various coping mechanisms. You know, everybody mm-hmm. got there something. Some people do cope. Some people gossip. I don't think it's much difference. You know what I'm saying? Like some people are fanatical about exercise. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we all got our something. Yeah. But well, just aren't normal. You're right. Like We are not a normal... I don't think I don't think we're normal just like we were talking earlier like it's interesting that all of us who get up on stage and everything but most most of us are introverts most of us are you know like by nature yeah you know so I I think that when you just get a concentration the 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 not the abnormality comes in effect that we get up on stage and we talk about it. That we that we that we make jokes about. And, and also, public speaking is that like the number one fear biggest fear? Of yes, people? yeah. No, most so, people are afraid of that, which is super weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and so I would. I, I'm more afraid of great white sharks, really. I mean, like, like or high, you know, elevators. I mean, really, public speaking is nothing. It's, you know, just get on stage. To us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. These guys sit in the back because they don't want us <laughs> to acknowledge true. These them. guys are like, oh, I'll go, I'll go fight me a shark, but I'm not getting on right. stage. Yeah, I'll get on stage, but like, mm-hmm. I'm like, when it, I, I'm not afraid of very many things. I'm afraid of like being abducted by aliens. Yeah, mm-hmm. not like I'm, not even a, being abducted. I can use a, like the abduction. I'm, I'm afraid of being probed. All right. By aliens. What? That's what I don't yell. Yeah. Not all probing is going to be pain. No. You know, some of it, they might, you know, maybe they, they take care. They might find some things no out. No thing. Uh-huh. I, mean, I don't even fuck <laughs> with dudes with skinny fingers. Like, I can just... <laughs> Fat fingers. Yes. Right here. I'm just saying. After this podcast, you never know. I don't want to be sexually harassed. That's not what I'm saying. But, like, <laughs> sexually acknowledged would be nice. Sexually acknowledged. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but other than that, yeah. yeah. It's like we were talking yeah. about, it's like she's talking earlier about being fuckable on stage. I, I, I want to be in that sweet spot where people want to fuck me, but they don't actually try. Yeah, like, yeah. that's my life. You, you know, know what I'm saying? The desire, yes. but not like the, the, not, the not, Don't put in no, no kinetic energy. Like she's don't. way up here. Yes. You can, you can want it, but, but no, it's out of your reach. That's all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I think your career is is amazing. Uh, Thank I, you. I I was actually shocked uh, when I found out how how little time you've actually been in the game. Given that I mean, but I've been traumatized all my life. Yeah. Well, what we saw tonight was just amazing and unexpected. At least Thank from you. my perspective, because I didn't know anything about this show until I. You know, Linda got well, me. Five hours ago. Yeah, until I got off a plane, basically. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was it was just 
Awesome, and and the fact that you've only been doing it for two years, That's and the what fact I bring that to the table. you're you know, you <laughs> you can be good guests for my podcast. I told you, I told you be producing your show. ass off. You do. Yeah. Thank you. No, you are you are, and I, and I think I said some nice stuff about you on oh, stage tonight. I you're I meant that. it all. Uh, you really are. You're a great co-host. Kind. You're a great uh, producer. Mm-hmm. You're great. Right now, thank <laughs> you. But no, Betty, I was really I was really shocked because rarely. Do I encounter somebody who is so fresh and so polished fine, and so funny fine. and commanding? Like I want to be your fan. I want to follow you around. Thank I wanna, you. you know, and I want all of my fans to be your fans. I appreciate I, that. I hope that they do. Uh, where can they find you? Okay, so on Instagram, I am apple.brown.betty. Uh, if you start typing, even without the periods, it'll pop up. I'm wearing like a copper-colored dress, so you know mm-hmm. that's me, and I look generally befuddled <laughs> and on Facebook Facebook is where the good stuff is because I'm old so on Facebook it's just Brown Betty mm-hmm. it's a lot my, my page on Facebook is probably more engaging because I get to talk more to people yeah. and, she does a lot of lives you yeah, know comedy's not really an Instagram thing although with the yeah. reels people are doing well on that you know so yeah but when I found out you gotta like make a thousand videos for $60 a month it's like yeah. come on yeah. you know I might as well just go to the bar show also I have Brown Betty TV so if you if you go to YouTube and you type in Apple Brown Betty you know my stuff will come mm-hmm. up I do different Wait, things comedian otherwise it's gonna be a bunch of recipes all recipes. recipes so I do music. <laughs> I do inspirational videos. Wait, you videos. do music too? Do. Oh man, this podcast she ain't long everything. enough to cover. <laughs> it for I'm telling you, uh, Betty. It, it was uh, it's awesome meeting you. Uh, wonderful to see you work tonight. Thank uh, you but so much. Great to get to know you for a little bit. I was so happy. We had a full yeah. house. No, and everybody a, got to see. It was a nice her. night. It's a nice night uh-huh. all around. It was nice. I was really pleased. With you. And Minda, thank you so much for oh, yeah, uh, giving me the opportunity. Of course. I mean, really. And and folks, obviously. Those of you listening, following, check, uh, thank you. Thank you so much We're for coming. We're back here at 1 a.m. That's right. This has been another episode of On the Road with Dr. Brian. Thanks. Bye-bye. Woo! Thank you. I'm here. I'm there. I'm everywhere. Blues, women, and blues. I'm